Have you ever wondered what's going on in the crypto world right now? Well, you're in the right place because we've got another crypto current for you right here, right now on The Cryptocracy. Welcome back, Cryptocrats. We have another cryptocurrent for you today. Crypto Corey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Good to be here again, Josh. Well, we're happy to have you. Uh, so let's jump right into it. We have some news about Turkey, the country, not the bird. Uh, what's going on over there? Yeah, we talked about uh, Turkey. I want to say, you know, three, three or four weeks ago, they were having some issues with uh, their currency. And it looks like their currency is acting up again. Their inflation has jumped uh, a record 36%. I think it's the highest that they've ever had it. And But the interesting thing is that the, in order to avoid or to hedge against inflation, the, a lot of the citizens have been dumping their native currency, the lira, and have been buying stable coins, which are a form of cryptocurrency, which basically represents the U.S. dollar. So this is this is really interesting. I, I never would have thought that that this would happen but it kind of makes sense that the you know throughout the world if you're trying to avoid uh inflation or if you have an inflationary currency a lot of people like to move into the u.s dollar because it is the it is the most stable of all fiat currencies even though the u.s dollar is having its own problems all the rest of the world's currencies compared to the US, u.s dollar uh don't fare as well so people like to move into the U.S. dollar to avoid their local inflation. Well, it's it's sometimes hard to get U.S. dollars, but in this case, all they have to do is convert their native currency into cryptocurrency, and they can buy the U.S. dollar in the form of a of a stablecoin. And so this is probably something that we need to cover in one of our episodes. Really, do an episode and do a deep dive into what stablecoins are and and how they work in the crypto world. Yeah, and I think we've mentioned that in the past that we've been planning on doing an episode. So hopefully we get an episode on stablecoins out soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so that's really interesting. One question I have is, how come they're not, what would make them more interested in in buying stablecoins as opposed to like Bitcoin? Because that would be like if I was, I mean, with no context, if I lived in Turkey and I needed to buy something stable, I, I feel like I, my first thought would be Bitcoin. What's the, what's the thought behind that? So that's, that's a great question. So let me, let me answer your question with a question. Would you put all of your money into Bitcoin? No. Oh, why? Why, why wouldn't you take every, every dollar that you have and just throw it into Bitcoin? Um, well, I guess. Or are you talking about like all my money? Yeah, all your money. Every oh. every ounce of savings that you've got, every dollar it's, that you've got, just well, toss not, it all into Bitcoin. Yeah, what, well, what, it's not. What uh, would happen? For me, uh, in the life that I live, Bitcoin is not as liquid as US dollars. Yeah. So is that the difference? Is, are yeah. So coins just more liquid than Bitcoin. Yeah. So, and that's why, I, that's why I like to hit you with, uh, you know, answer your question with a question. So when you, when you think about it, you are not 100% invested in cryptocurrency, and, and, and neither am I. I do have cash reserves. I do have other investments that I do that are outside the crypto world. So I wouldn't take my entire net worth and, and throw it into Bitcoin because it's not, it, it puts me in a position where if Bitcoin's down and I need to get the money out, then I have to sell at a loss because I, I need to use that money to, to do something important. And that's the situation that, that these people in Turkey are finding themselves in 
they can't just take all their money and throw it into Bitcoin, even though Bitcoin might suddenly double tomorrow and, and they'll be well off. Look at what Bitcoin's done over the last week. It's gone down quite a bit. And so they could be looking at a 10, 20, or 30% loss. And so for them to get the stability, the stability that they need, they're going into a stable coin, which basically is a, a representation of the US dollar in the form of a cryptocurrency. And that allows them to be liquid at any time that they need. And that's and that's and that's really why the reason why you would do it. Why why you would go into a stable coin instead of going into Bitcoin. So theoretically, if they lived in El Salvador, they could put into Bitcoin because Bitcoin is pretty liquid there. Well, y- yes and no. I it, it and we should probably do some research on what's going on in El Salvador right now, uh, since Bitcoin has declined uh, quite a bit over the last few weeks to see what kind of effect that's had on their economy because. There are some people who are receiving their um, salaries in Bitcoin. And if Bitcoin is, is going down, then this is one of the real world impacts that, that is actually negative. Um, one, one of the things that would be hard uh, if you were just using Bitcoin for a currency. And we've discussed in, in the past some of the um, problems with having Bitcoin be a currency. And in my opinion it's not quite ready. The world isn't quite ready for Bitcoin to be the de facto currency. Now, I believe that we're headed that way where Bitcoin could be a good currency because it will be more stable in the future. But over the next several years, we're going to continue to see it go up and down. Okay. All right. Well, before we get uh, too entrenched in this topic, uh, we'll have to save some for our stablecoin episode later. Let's let's switch to, to our next piece of news. Um, Kevin O'Leary. Uh, aka Mr. Wonderful, uh, the second shark that we've talked about uh, from Shark Tank. If you're unfamiliar with that show, uh, you'll have to look it up. He's uh, He's got some stuff to say about crypto. Uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, so let, let's address him as the, as the second shark. So the first shark that we've talked about is Mark Cuban, and he's pretty vocal about uh, his investments in cryptocurrency. In fact, uh, Dogecoin is accepted at the Mavericks uh, uh, ball games and in their, in their shops. Um, but Kevin O'Leary, also another shark, is uh, heavily invested into cryptocurrency as well. And he says that he's more invested in, in Ethereum than he is in Bitcoin, which is a position that I, that I also uh, agree with. Um, I also believe that Ethereum is going to outperform Bitcoin. Now, having said that, which is the safest bet? It will always be Bitcoin. There is no better cryptocurrency out there for for long-term st- stability uh than bitcoin however over the short term over the next um you know th- three to five years I, I fully expect that ethereum will outperform bitcoin in, ter- in terms of return not in terms of risk risk reward because i do think ethereum is a little bit more risky than than bitcoin but out of all the other cryptocurrencies out there bitcoin and, and ethereum are are by far the the least risk. Um, so Kevin O'Leary has has more in Ethereum than he has in, in other things, and he thinks that it will outperform uh, Bitcoin. And part of the reason why he thinks that um, is because of DeFi, decentralized finance, which mainly runs on alt chains and not really on Bitcoin, and because of NFTs. He's uh, very bullish on NFTs and and the future of NFTs. Not the pictures that we've talked about in the past, but more along the lines of of the what Michael Jordan is doing and Steph Curry, uh, which we talked about last week, where they're taking NFTs and attaching them to 
items that are that are related to sports uh, characters. Now, you have to understand that Kevin O'Leary is a little bit biased. He has his own crypto company. I think he I think he's working on a crypto hedge fund. So he's going to be biased more towards um, his own interests, which are going to be more uh, things that are built on Ethereum and things that are around NFTs. So you have to take his his uh, ideas with a little bit of a grain of salt because he is a little bit biased. But also take into account he's a very wealthy man. He's very intelligent, and um, he, he he knows a good investment when he, he sees knows a one. good investment when he sees it, and he thinks that uh, both NFTs and Ethereum will flip Bitcoin. And what we mean by, you'll hear people say that this is going to flip Bitcoin. What we mean by that is that the market cap of these items will be higher than the market cap of Bitcoin. All right. Uh, speaking of Bitcoin, let's talk about that. Let's kind of switch gears a little bit. Bitcoin dominance, it's kind of declining. Let's, let's go into that. Yeah, so the, so, the, so the Bitcoin dominance is basically the measurement of Bitcoin against all the other uh, crypto markets. And in comparison, some of the altcoins or the alternative coins have been outperforming Bitcoin over the last few weeks. And so when the altcoins start to outperform Bitcoin, they, uh, if you chart it, then you'll see that Bitcoin is not performing well against them. So its dominance is, is declining. And that's, and that's not a surprise. Um, we've seen this before. A lot of people look for Bitcoin dominance to start to, to decline as a sign to invest in alternative currencies. Um, I don't think anyone can really predict the future off of uh, the direction of Bitcoin dominance, but a lot of people do chart it. And when they see it uh, perform specific patterns, they feel like, hey, it's time to invest in alts. The question that I have from, from there is, well, which alts uh, would you invest in? Because just because Bitcoin dominance is falling doesn't mean that any alt that you pick is going to be a winner. You still have to be really careful and and, and pick um, quality projects. So you know, for me, that means continuing to invest in in things like um, uh, Ethereum or VeChain or you know my my favorite uh, token that we've talked about, which is uh, Feg. Uh, so things like that, quality projects, and there's a lot more than than just the ones that I'm invested in. So um, my question is, you know, if Bitcoin dominance really is falling, does that does that mean we're heading into a bear market? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I, you know, who knows? No, no one knows when we're headed into a bear market. I don't. I personally don't do not believe we are headed into a bear market. I don't know if you remember. Oh, I want to say it was three weeks ago, and in fact, I think we were doing a cryptocurrent. Um, we were talking about uh, Bitcoin and and really what it needed to do to recapture some of its its highs. And we said that it needed to get down to around forty three, forty two, and it never got down that low. And I think it's just going back in and and hitting that low uh, support around this level where it's at right now. And I I still expect it it to bounce. I'm still a believer in the stock to flow model, even though there's a lot of criticism because it's it's running a little bit late. Um, it predicted a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin by the end of last year, and obviously that that didn't happen. So no, I I don't believe just because Bitcoin dominance is falling currently. It's just that when Bitcoin dominance falls, it's an indication that alts are going to do well for a certain period of time and that they're often a, a good time to get into an alt. That's that's all the indication is. Okay. All right. Well, that's all the questions I have. And those are all the topics we have for today. Anything else you want to say on this cryptocurrent before we sign off? Uh, no, it's been, been fun doing this cryptocurrent. All right. Well, hopefully our listeners are now more up to date on all things crypto. 
And with that, we'd like to thank Spencer for recording this for us and uh, editing it. We really appreciate his work. And with that, stay cryptic. <laughs>